Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Annie, and welcome to Stuff I'll Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And yes, I am solo today. Uh, we are doing our audiobook recording this week, and it's just thrown a real wrench in, in everything. Uh, but uh, it, I think it's going to sound really good, y'all. I think it's going to sound really good. Um, and we'll share more about that whole process soon because we had a really amazing team of women working on it. Um, but in the meantime, yes, I'm going to be doing this episode by myself. Um, it's a bit of a shorter one. And content warning, we are talking about uh, a very, very brief, very brief uh, history of kind of um, LGBTQ, just as like an acronym. And I know that the history of that can be triggering. And there has been a lot of damage done by some of these terms historically, even as we reclaim them. And also, uh, we're going to make this point more at the end, or I'm going to make this point more at the end. Uh, not all of this is agreed upon and continues to evolve. So just a note on that. And also just another note, this is a very Eurocentric slash Western history of these terms, and it is missing a lot. So We'll talk about that a little bit more at the end as well. So, all right. Um, activist first adopted LGB in the 1990s. Of these words, lesbian came first. For centuries, people have associated the term with a Greek woman named Sappho from the island of Lesbos, whose poems often revolved around passionate same-sex relationships. The first known instance of the term goes back to the 17th century, but in our more modern understanding usage, it first came into use after being used in medical text in the 1890s around sexuality and psychology. 
Women adopted the term and secretly used it to describe themselves. A 19th century German lawyer named Karl Heinrich Ulrichs is believed to have been a gay man and to have been the first to coin homosexuality, or at least partly, if not the exact word. Um, So, in 1862, he wrote, We earnings constitute a special class of human gender. We are our own gender, a third sex. Earnings here was the word he used to describe men attracted to other men. The word was quickly replaced in 1869 by an Austro-Prussian journalist named Karoli Maria Kurtbeni. Kurtbeni had been in touch with Ulrichs, and when the Prussian government floated the idea of adding language prohibiting sexual activity between men, Kurtbeni wrote an anonymous open letter to the Prussian government calling it shocking nonsense, uh, where he used the term homosexuality, a word he'd first used in his correspondence with Ulrichs. He also gets the credit for coining heterosexuality, meaning people attracted to the opposite gender, and bisexuality, people attracted to both genders. And here we must insert an important note. As we as a society have come to realize that sexuality and gender are spectrums, bisexuality has expanded in definition to mean someone attracted to any gender identity, not just men or women. And you can see our two-part episode on bisexuality for more on that. So in this letter, Kurt Benny strongly claimed that homosexuality was something people were born with, and he really pushed back against the idea that it was something to be ashamed of or an indication of something wrong, in heavy quotes. Eventually, those in the medical field, especially psychologists, started using these terms, as did early gay rights groups. The etymology and origins of the word gay are hard to pin down, but at some point, people started using it as a slur. Sometime in the 1960s, activists started to reclaim it, with men in particular using it despite rampant homophobia and laws against queer folks. It was a way to protest and to express their love. The word homophile, meaning same love, was also used. Gay grew to encompass same-gender love or any non-heterosexual love in the 1980s, as well as gender divergence. And then, as mentioned, LGB came into use in the 1990s as a way to show solidarity, except it was leaving out trans folks. The term transgender goes back to the 1960s in medical text and by activists who argued that sex and gender were not the same thing. However, it wasn't until the 2000s when the word had largely replaced other outdated and offensive terms that it became more widespread. Then came the Q. Beginning in the 1910s, queer was used as a slur to other and attack those outside of the heteronormative community. But also around the 1990s, people started to reclaim it. At the time, it stood not only for queer, but also for questioning. In more recent times, a plus sign has been added to be more inclusive and intersex, a sexual two-spirit, which has a long, often ignored history, have also gotten in the mix. And there have been a lot of critiques and attempts to make this more inclusive and discussions around labels in general. It is not at all agreed on or without its flaws and limits. A lot of people argue that 
there's too many labels and we can't put them in an acronym um, or that uh, things are always changing and there's this doesn't encompass everything and everyone and every identity. Others, and sometimes even the same people argue that it's also important to have something like this, but it is something that is a, a conversation that's ongoing and it's something that Samantha and I have heard from you all about, about your thoughts around all of this. So definitely not uh, finished the conversation around it and uh, definitely very important conversation to be had. But just write in if you have thoughts. Let us know. Happy Pride, as always. You can email us at Stephanie and Momstuff at iHeartMedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at Momstuff Podcast or on Instagram and TikTok at Stuff Mom Never Told You. We're also on YouTube. We have a tea public store now. You should check it out. Um, you can also pre-order our book uh, at StuffYouShouldReadBooks.com. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina, our executive producer, Maya, and our contributor, Joey. And thanks to you for listening. Stefo Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.